Worthy is the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. It is your neighborhood preacher. I'm here with you on a Monday. It is the 9th and uh, it's August. So what a wonderful time to get together and praise the Lord. Uh, I just want to say God bless you. I pray that all of you are doing well. I pray all of you are hungry and thirsty for the Lord Jesus Christ. God bless each and every one of you. Thank you for joining me. If it's for your 20 seconds or if it's for the entire time that uh, I'm going to share with you tonight. Listen, your neighborhood preacher loves you either way. So God bless you. I pray that you are strong in the power of his might. And there is nothing more than I want to do than come together and glorify our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There is no other name above Jesus. Every tongue will confess and every knee will bow. And I'm going to tell you right now that this world needs Jesus. I appreciate my wife, my friends, Letty. Uh, the woman of God, Pastor Lethe, thank you so much for, for joining. Uh, you might get a, a double word. <laughs> so uh, I was, I, it might be a good thing or bad thing. I was hoping maybe you didn't join. <laughs> uh, sometimes you gotta, you gotta, uh, you gotta just uh, get that word in again. And, and sometimes life is busy, uh, whether you feel good or whether you don't. I just want you to know that your neighborhood preacher is showing up. I'm not going anywhere. And uh, it is an honor, it's a privilege uh, to share with you uh, what I shared on, on Sunday. But uh, as uh, we come before the Lord, I just want to um, let you know that I have a special word, I believe. Um, it, it hasn't left me, and uh, uh, it was a wonderful time Sunday that we gathered in fellowship, uh, in, in the Word of God and in worship. And we had a wonderful time, especially in receiving this word. So Matthew chapter 25, verses 1 through 13. Uh, it's a parable about the wise and the foolish virgins. And uh, you could say bridesmaids. Uh, it says, that, Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten bridesmaids, who took their lamps, and they went out to meet the bridegroom. And back in the day, and this time, it was very, very important for you to be ready at all times to meet the bridegroom. And usually, it, of course, here we find that it starts in, uh, at, at the bride's home. And the bridegroom shows up. It's supposed to be an ex uh, exciting, spectacular. It's supposed to be, you know, just this is what everybody's waiting for. For the man to show up on the scene and really, really uh, take his bride and and start the celebration, and then it ends at uh, at the uh, at the bridegroom's house. Uh, that's where where it begins to end. But but the job of the virgins here or the bridesmaids, their only job was to receive the bridegroom. And it says that uh, it says that now five of them were wise and five of them were foolish. And those 
who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And this reminds me so much of the time when Jesus was being pressed and he knew his time was at hand. And Jesus is in the garden with his disciples and he says, could you pray with me? Could you seek the Father and pray with me for one hour? And the Bible says that Jesus left and found the disciples sleeping. And he says, could you not pray with me for one hour? You know, when it talks about the wise and the foolish bridesmaids and how some were ready with oil in their lamps and some weren't, it reminds me sometimes where you can get with your walk with God. Sometimes things can become mediocre. Sometimes um, things can can just start to, to die and they need a reviving. And sometimes you think you can let your hair down, not me because I don't have any, but sometimes you, you really think, and, and, and I am trying to wave at all of you guys. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but thanks for joining. You know, sometimes you know, you, you really want to please God with all of your heart. And sometimes there's this just this season or this place in your life where you think you could take a break or you don't have to pursue God that much or he's really not that important because, I mean, all my needs are met and he's already blessed me and I am already walking in the faith. I believe in what Jesus Christ has done. And I mean, what more do I really need to do? I mean, I give and I go to church and and, you know, I miss here and there, and but I'm not really a bad person. And what we do is we begin to justify ourselves. And I really, I really believe that that's the sign of not making sure you got oil. And I really believe that the wise bridesmaids and the foolish um, bridesmaids, you know, I find myself or I have found myself there in this situation. And it says that, it says that uh, they all slept. It didn't say some of them. It didn't say that the, the wise ones stayed up all night either. But Jesus speaks his parable and he likens it to heaven. And he says that the bride, bridesmaid or the bridegroom delayed. And so they all slept and they all slumbered. And at midnight, there was a cry and behold, the bridegroom is coming. Everybody's excited. Everybody is just thrilled. Um, he didn't come in at, at an expected time either. And they said, behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out and meet him. Then all the virgins or all the bridesmaids arose. Not, not some of them, but all of them arose and they trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered saying, no lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy yourselves. And while they went out to buy, the bridegroom came and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins of the bridesmaids, they came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. 
But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. And Jesus says something important here in verse 13. He says, Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. I take responsibility with great weight in this message. And I want to share with you the last words of Jesus. He said, Watch therefore, for you do not know the day nor the hour that the Son of Man is coming. Brothers and sisters, there's nothing more important going on in life today than staying watchful, than staying ready. I really believe that this message, I, I believe everybody can relate to. And I'm going to be real with you. There's so many times that we step into the house of the Lord or we get around a brother and sister or we walk with God and we depend on somebody else. We depend for the anointing to come from a man or woman of God and a friend or somebody strong in the Lord. We depend for the presence of God to be stirred up in our life from somebody else. We depend um, for prayers to get answered because someone else prays for us. We depend on worshiping God because we can feel the excitement and the presence and the power of God because so-and-so's next to me with great worship. Sometimes we're truly relying on others to take our place of our walk with God. And I really believe that there's no second chances when that door shuts. And I think that we confuse condemning versus the responsibility and the heart of God. I don't think that the message is to condemn anybody. I think it's to compel us to say, I want to get my walk with God right. I don't want to play around with my walk with God. I need to take my walk with God as a watchman does on the tower for a city against an enemy. You see, the Bible teaches us that we're to run the race of faith and that everybody who competes, competes to win a prize. And I really, really believe that there's so many times in our walk with God where we can get in a place where we're no longer competing for that prize that comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. I think that it's easy to get caught up in ministry and it's easy to get caught up in the calendar and it's easy to get caught up in what are we going to do to attract the people and, and, and decorations and whatever else it could be. But I really, really am stirred up to invite you that we might live holy, that we might live 
righteous that we might not say, well, I have just this hour for you, Lord, or, or, or I can make just this time or, but a life exchange where we exchange our life for his and we get lost. We lose ourselves in him and we desire his presence continually. We desire him and him only. And I know, and I've been there where it gets nerve-wracking and you get a little concerned and you get a little afraid. And you say, wow, I'm losing myself. But I want you to know it's okay because our life is hidden in Christ. And you were created not for what we sometimes live our life or allow it to consume our life and the things and the goals and dreams. And and I'm not saying all those are inadequate or not essential, but what I'm saying is in order for our oil to be ready and for the Holy Spirit to really draw near and fill us as the temple of God, we have to desire my sister, we got to, yeah, you said it. We got to desire him only. And we, it's beautiful when you just start to fade and drift away. And you look at the person in the mirror and you don't have this walk that used to walk in crowds. And you don't have this talk that used to talk in, in around people. And you don't have an image to uphold other than his and you don't worry about somebody coming against you or pride to try to be right or prove a point. You just want Jesus to live in you. And I, I really believe that the oil in this message is the presence of the Holy Spirit. And I, I really, really want to encourage you to walk holy and blameless and righteous because I think a good marker for me is, is this bringing edification to God? Is this argument, is this conversation, is, is let's say I even desire to do something in the physical or the natural. Am I, am I going to go to a place that is going to, glorify God or uh, I mean I know we're surrounded by the world and there's so much that may not glorify God but it's what you do in it and I really believe that these bridesmaids had the best intention of the bridegroom I I, I believe they had the best intention of the bride I they were her bridesmaids but five were wise and five were foolish saying, give us some of your oil. And I think we find ourselves in this place where, where we go to our brothers and sisters and we rely on the things of God because we know they're putting in the time because they're putting in the study 
they're they're diligent they're praying you can even if it's not a lot of words you can just hear the sincerity you can hear the power you can you can hear their heart it beats for god and and then you can recognize not that we are judging but you can recognize when somebody just doesn't have gas in the tank and that's doesn't mean you know a million scriptures it just means are you loving Jesus are you awaiting his return are you are you really watching and praying and and watching your conduct and your behavior and your speech and are we working diligently to be blameless for his return and i really believe that this is a message to the church that will forever be it will never ever lose its tenacity it will never ever lose its value or its real time uh importance i really believe that the church has to come back to being watchful to come back to working out your salvation with fear and with trembling knowing that jesus could return at any moment and find us unprepared and if he does if he does that door will be shut if we renounce him if we are living a sinful life knowing the truth if if we know we need to do better to do more then there's not a sermon there's not the laying on of hands there's not a message there's not a church event that's going to get you to that place it's a heart issue and i really believe that as disciples meaning followers of christ we have to come back to a place whether my brother prays for me or not whether i hear another message whether I do another thing. Jesus Christ is enough. Jesus Christ and the gospel is enough. And I want him to come back for me not trying to make things right in my own eyes, but for him to look at me and say, Daniel, you had a lot of issues, but you put them before me you leaned on me every step of the way to help you you denied your life and yourself as much as you could when you were wrong you quickly admitted it and repented you did well with what you knew you did well by leaning on me for what you couldn't or what you didn't and i really believe that now is the time for the church to rise in power and in its voice and when the politics get in the way the government gets in the way when church and state has its clash when the world is saying one thing and the church is saying another there's so many ministers some have conformed to homosexuality same-sex marriage and I can go on and on and on and on. What I'm saying is the church has to have one message and it's got to be the gospel. And we must be those that look like we're believing and walking for 
Christ's sake, for his return, for him to come back to a holy and blameless bride. And that's got to be evident in our walk with God. It's got to be our heartbeat that we are diligently watchful as a watchman on the tower awaiting the return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And if he's not enough now, he'll never be enough. If he's if he hasn't spoken enough, he never will. If he hasn't done enough, then he never will. He's done more than enough for us. Jesus Christ is enough. He is the bread of life. And to do the will of him who sent us should be our heartbeat to complete his work, to save the lost. There is nothing more important than that. This has to be our heartbeat. My brothers and sisters, I appreciate you. I love you. Keep us in prayer. I always desire to preach the gospel, to preach it in its truth, not in any error. Uh, I know there's a lot of spin that we can, especially as preachers, can use to motivate and to encourage, but I really, really want to use the Word of God according to the, the text that tells us that it's good for reproof, for correction, for edification, uh, for the equipping, for the building of a perfect man. And the Bible is not just... I'm not going to ever let it become a book um, on an application on my phone. And I know that, you know, some, some do, and, and I'm not knocking you for that, but the Bible means a lot to me because it's the only source that we need. It is life. It is medicine to our bones and stay vigilant, stay watchful. Let's, let's have this be a turning point in our spiritual walk with God that, that we take it higher, that we, we preach more, that we sanctify ourselves in the truth. And sanctified means that you're holy and separated. It is separated to God. And you know what? God deserves it. And Jesus deserves it. He didn't have to pay my price, but he did. That's what propels me. Jesus, you and you alone. You forgave me again, time and time again. And I got a minute. But he, he's so good. He's so precious. And he's life. So let us find life in him and let us stir ourselves up with a new awakening to be watchful. Your neighborhood preacher loves you. Valor Ministries is going to have its uh, first official get-together on, on August 15th. You are invited at uh, 10 a.m. Uh, hopefully, we will have enough uh, for, for everybody. But as long as we get together and encourage each other, the more we see the day approaching, that is what is important. Amen. I love you guys. 
thank all of you for being here. I did try to wave at all of you. Sometimes this works, sometimes it doesn't. This message is on Instagram, IGTV. Uh, all of the recordings you will hear on SoundCloud or Spotify, if you've been blessed, pass it along. I appreciate you. Love you guys. Stay encouraged. Don't give up. And like Pastor Letty says, it is it is always too early to quit and never give up. Amen. Love you guys. You need anything? Let me know. All right. God bless you. Father, in Jesus' name, I bless each and every person that has listened, that will be listening. Father, may you break our heart for what breaks yours. We're ready to die to our flesh. We're ready to give up our entire life because we want you. We choose you. In Jesus' mighty name, help us to love you the way you deserve. We love you, Lord. We bless you. Amen. God bless you guys. Bye.